one is Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 29. So I'm really excited today because I actually have a live, living, breathing, in the flesh human being here with me today. So you guys know that I'm a big fan of all of the Flavor of Love shows, and one of my favorite characters was, you guys know her as Boots, but Larissa Hodge, she was on Flavor of Love season two. She was also on Charm School with Monique. Larissa, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you Thanks so much for, for coming me. in. You're so, I'm like, yay, oops. <laughs> I'm like, yay, an actual human being. Yeah. <laughs> I only found out recently that you moved, that you live here in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And when did you move here? Maybe like five years ago. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I got to say, I, you know, I did Rock of Love and, and Trump School with Sharon Osbourne, but I was such a big fan of, I was a fan of Flavor Flav anyway, because I loved Public Enemy and I loved, you know, the whole <laughs> music that he's involved with, like totally mm-hmm. up my alley. But, uh, and I was addicted to like surreal life and all of that, but I really loved Flavor Flav as an artist and as a musician and also just as a personality, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I started watching Flavor of Love, I really just was so entertained by the characters and you were definitely one of the standout characters for me. And I loved watching you on the shows and I know that a lot of fans were like super stoked to to have you, to see you on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like really excited about this today. Oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So what got you into reality television? Did you start doing TV with these shows or did you do television prior? I had no television experience. I knew nothing about television at that time. Um, I actually met a recruiter that thought I was cute. And she said, oh, we're casting. And I actually was watching season one. So it wasn't over. And, you know, at that time, these are like one of the first big shows. So for me, um, I was like, well, he isn't the show still going on. They're like, oh, we're doing season two. Um, and she gave me the, her card and she was like, just go to this address and audition. Like, you're cute. Just act like you like Flav. And so I was like, okay. So I just go not thinking anything was going to happen with it. Because, you know, everybody in Hollywood says you're going to be somebody or whatever. So I kind of was like, let me just go for fun. And at that time, I actually owned my own business. I was doing hair. Um, I had my license out of high school, like a year after high school. Um, I've had my license for hair in California. So um, I already had money, already doing my own thing, but that was just something extra just in case it did come along. But I was actually shocked when they called me back because I thought it was just crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was totally crazy. You know, it's funny because for me, uh, I was doing music prior and Mm -hmm. I got invited to do Rock of Love and I was like, I don't really know if that's the direction I want to go, but ultimately the reason I decided to do it is because I'm like, this is just an insane life experience and mm-hmm. who gets offered to do something like this? You know, right. like how often does an opportunity like that just, it sounds to me like it just kind of fell into your lap, which is how mm-hmm. it did with me as well. So right, right. that's amazing. So when you found out that you got it, what, like, what did your family say? What did your friends say? Was My family it, did not like that. Yeah? Mm-mm. But I didn't care. Because I was like, because, but really to tell you the truth, I kind of like was like, I don't know if I want to do it now. Because I did not think, I just thought, oh, I'm going to try out, go home, still own my business, do what I do. Never did I think I would, I didn't even think like, am I going to do it or not? 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I never thought that far. So. Right, right. You just thought as far ahead as like the audition phase. Like, sure, I'll audition. That sounds mm-hmm. like fun. And I'm like, oh, wait, I actually got it. And I have to make a real decision. Right. And I was scared because I was like, there was stuff in bold print in the contracts I did not like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. And um, it was just, I'll just tell you guys what it said. It said, in bold, um, if you get anything... You cannot sue us. They're talking about sexually transmitted diseases. So I'm like, why would they put that in bold? And so it took me a while to like make my mind up because I kind of was like, well, what is everybody on? Like, (laughs) because why would you put that in bold out of everything in that contract? So I ended up making my mind up only because we all got tested. And I just told myself, I just know the only person that didn't. Well, I don't know if he did, but I'm thinking, why would you put that in there? Right. You know what I mean? But I knew like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, have fun with the show. But other than that, I'm not doing anything you know what I'm, I'm saying? Beyond that. Yeah, they almost make it like you're getting ready to like walk into like a giant orgy or something. I'm right. like, what are you walking into exactly? Right. Because I remember um, I got tested too. And the funny thing was, I remember we started out with more girls than we needed because we were like, oh, really? are we anticipating that some girls are not going to pass the STD test? Right, <laughs> right. So you're seeing all these girls in, in the hotel and then we get tested and, and we're like, oh, some of them didn't make it to the show. <laughs> oh, they probably rushed you guys. Yeah. Because with us, I think because it was only those that show, they had so much time because they tested us and called me maybe a month later. So it seemed like they had like a month and they tested everybody first, then called you back. So yeah, they probably, so they waited and brought those girls. Yeah, I I, did, I don't remember what that situation was all about. Maybe they didn't want us to like have a test where we were negative for anything and then we like have sex with a bunch of people and end up with something like maybe they wanted to close the window. So I don't know. I was thinking that too. Like how did they (laughs) even know somebody after the test? Because like I said, we tested maybe a month or two before. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it was funny because after the show, like, you know, I feel like this phase of fans like because all these shows are being re-aired on like Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I feel like we have like a new batch of fans who are younger and I feel like the the younger fans are a lot more kind to all of us than the original fans who were were pretty brutal at least the Rock of Love girls I remember we got like seriously slut shamed and one of the (laughs) things that kept being said was that we were we all had STDs I wanted to be like I got tested. We don't have STDs. <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> that was like the one thing that like all the internet like, trolls love to say about us. <laughs> really? See, yeah, when you guys came out, I think more internet was on in play because when we were on, it was uh, MySpace. Yeah, I actually was there for the MySpace days too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, that was like a long time ago. <laughs> I wish it was Instagram because you guys would have seen so much that I know about our cast, things that's happened at parties, at like the executive parties. Like, I wish Instagram was in the play. There was so much that happened with me, so much with the other girls that no one even knows about. Wow, well, thank God for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You've come to the right place, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, I wish it was Instagram. Like, I'm like, people that are on TV now don't understand. They get to speak their own voice. We didn't get to do that. Like, we didn't have, like now on VH1, I guess they get them to talk about the show. I wish we could have watched the show and talked about how we felt. 
Yeah. You know, like things like that. Yeah. So one thing on this podcast, I, I have to say, I actually really do like the producers for Rock of Love. And I think that we share a lot of the same producers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not ever knocking the producers, but my, my running joke I like to say about them is that the producers were the true villains of the show. And so I like to talk about them a lot on the podcast. And in fact, I'm actually going to have a couple of them on here oh, okay. as my guests in the future, which will be really fun. But I do like to uh, share with everybody you know, stories about the producers and how much influence they had on, on the shows. Because I always tell people, like, people want to know, like, was it scripted? Did it really happen that way? And for the most part, my perspective is, for the most part, it did really happen the way that you see it. It wasn't scripted in that we didn't have lines that we memorized and right. that sort of thing, or we weren't told specifically to act a certain way a certain, say, or say a certain thing. However, the producers, at least on my shows, they definitely were like pulling the strings and they would like influence the girls to like, oh, you should say this or did you know she's saying that about you behind mm-hmm. your back? Like she would, they would definitely intervene it for sure. And uh, they definitely wanted to like push a certain storyline. Mm-hmm. And with the editing, which was a different process after the fact, they did change around some of the editing on the shows, but most of it was pretty much how it happened. Right. So what what is your take on how you were portrayed and how you were edited did did you feel like they were they stayed true to how things were on your show or did they have some influence um i can agree with what you're saying when you say the influence but i think with people like me um they've never told me to say anything but i think it's because i didn't have to um, so I think, but I do know they were doing that with other girls, but that's because they needed a push right? because they were just sitting around the house. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, okay, you guys need to like do something, you know? So I can see them doing that with other girls because like with me and Laylene, I already knew that was a setup because she's so weak in my eyes. Like you came out the blue. That's not even in your character to approach, especially someone like me. And then I saw the producer across the room. That's what people don't get. The music was so loud. He's yelling for me not to hit her because he knew I was so mad because I, I'm just sitting there like, I just didn't like that situation, but we'll get back to that. Yes. But, um, I just feel like when it came to the producers, um, maybe with the other girls, it was more, but I agree with you. I think it was basically basically based on what happened. I think that more so the fans would make up things about how I was. I don't think it necessarily was the producers. I think that they just edited it the best way they could for us. But I think once they got to you guys, they kind of had their niche for that. Yeah. I think with us, we were kind of like the guinea pigs. Like, let's see. You know, they were playing around with it and it just blew up. But I think that I don't think it was like a made up thing. Like now I can tell these reality shows are completely made up. How are you meeting at the same locations? Those are really like, okay, you guys, this is made up. But with us, it was literally like, it like you said, it happened. Um, they just aired it. I think that the fans would just see who they like the most and make up whatever story. Yeah, that, so. that makes sense. That does make sense. And so, I really one thing I really liked about your personality and your would you say that you it was would I, could I call you a character or would you consider yourself a character on the show or was that maybe you like and your personality. personality? Yeah. So what I liked about your personality is that you. You came across as very strong and very vocal, very opinionated, mm-hmm. and you would just speak your mind. You were just very direct and very honest. But you 
kept your cool together a lot. You kept it together a mm-hmm. lot in in multiple situations in both Flavor of Love and in Charm School. There was moments where I'm like, she's gonna snap. She's like, because I'm like, <laughs> if I was in that situation, I'd be snapping. Mm-hmm. And you really like kept it together a lot of times and really kept your composure. And I was really impressed with that because you could still see how like there was this, you know, hurricane inside of you you know and at times you definitely would like let it out but other times you really kept it together which was which was impressive you know particularly one thing I'm thinking of um with New York, uh, there were several instances where, you know, she was such an instigator and she loved to push people's buttons. And then you're just like, I'm just not going to let you get to me. And in many, in many situations, I thought it was, it was pretty great. So did you have to like really kind of find like a Zen place within yourself to you know, manage with, that? With New York, I probably was laughing inside because I knew she wasn't about that life. I am. So I kind of felt like I know you're here because of the character she is. I know in real life she's not like that. So in my head, I'm keeping my cool because I know why am I going to even like go there when I know she's not going to do anything. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of kept my composure because I knew, well, it's not going to be a fair fight because she's not like me. Uh, You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I kind of, that was my thought process. Like she's just going to say a couple things, whatever they tell her to say and run with it. Now on Charm School, I actually was pissed off because I actually, with the whole debate, with Monique, um, I was trying to do the best I could without cussing out certain girls that I thought I was cool with on that scene. And then right after that is when New York, remember they surprised us with New York oh, on Charm School. right, yes. So to this day, I kind of regret not flipping out mm-hmm. because I felt like I didn't like how I looked in that scene. I kind of looked like, uh, oh, you just didn't say anything. And mm-hmm. I don't like that look. I know what you but mean. But I didn't say it because I felt like I could possibly win, but then once everything started happening after that scene, I just was like, nah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Because I actually left, but they played it. That's one thing I can say. Oh. I left, and they made us do a scene where Monique was saying your, um, whatever they say when they give you your pen. I forgot what she said. Oh, expelled? Yeah, you're expelled or whatever she said. Um, She, um... I actually told them, nah, I'm ready to go home. They were like, and Monique even said, well, you're not the one going home. Huh. And I said, well, I really don't care. Because I felt like at that point, you guys are using our real names. You're not using the character names on Flavor of Love. And now I'm feeling disrespected. She didn't know anything about us. Um, None of the girls really, unless they hung out with us outside the show. So I kind of felt like Monique was on there doing worse than the other girls. Like... How are you on charm school, but you trying to attack the girls and you're the host? Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. on the reunion. And that's never going to fly with me. Like, ever. Nor should it. You know, I, I got to say, um, I wasn't super familiar with Monique uh, as an entertainer before the show anyway. But I was open-minded to her watching you guys show. And I was really kind of put off by her as well because I just thought that she had this sort of holier-than-thou attitude. And to compare her to Sharon Osbourne, who was on my season of Charm School, Sharon is a really tough woman, and I actually don't really get intimidated by very many people in the world, but I definitely was a little intimidated by Sharon. But but Sharon was cool because she had this like motherly warmth to her that was very authentic. Mm-hmm. And she also was 
just a strong personality. And she, I just feel like she was herself. But I mean, Sharon has like such a unique background. I mean, she literally like helped make Ozzy Osbourne's career and she had to deal mm. with so much shit in her career. So she kind of learned how to naturally be a leader. But with Monique, for me, it just came across as a little bit forced. And I felt like she she was condescending and, and disrespectful to a lot of you girls because Sharon would like put us in our place. And like, you know, she, Sharon was just very direct and just her her directness was like, oh, like I'm not going to mess with you. And, and she didn't have to do anything beyond just be direct. Monique to me had a holier than thou attitude. And Monique, I thought, she thought that... Um, I got the vibe that she almost wanted you guys to be submissive to mm -hmm. her. And so I actually was bothered watching her and how she treated you guys and especially her treatment of you because there is some elements of your personality that do remind me of myself and that you're very strong-willed and you stand up for yourself and you respect others and so you expect respect back. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that in you. So watching her kind of belittle you and talk down to you. And she kept calling you a little girl. I'm your grown ass mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a grown ass woman. You're a grown ass woman. There are no little mm -hmm. girls here. And it just was a little, it was a little too harsh. And and it just made her come across as arrogant to me. And there was, it wasn't called for either. I could see if I called her fat or called her name and then she's like, oh, okay, well, let me say this to her. Or like you said, put them in their place. From the very beginning, <laughs> I was told by the producers this was going to be because, you know, Baby Fat was popping back then mm -hmm. before she relaunched, Kimora relaunched it now. And they told me literally, it's going to be like The Apprentice. I had no clue this was Charm School. They told That's me you're going to be, and I said Apprentice how? They were like, Kimora Lee Simmons is a host and you guys can really work for her company. So you guys are fighting to be in her company of Baby Fat. So I'm like, Wait a minute. So, of course, I signed, but that was them to get me to sign. That's insane. And so when I got there, literally, our facial expressions are like that. And I had an attitude because the first thing out of Monique's mouth when we're standing in the very first episode and she comes out, first of all, I didn't know it was going to be her, number one. I actually was a fan of hers um, and her comedy and stuff. I thought she was funny. But I was shocked that she wasn't as real as I thought she would be. And usually, you hear someone out. I would think she would have heard someone out. Um, any of us girls at least try to talk to us. You never talk to us, but you're going to call me a little girl. You're going to do this and then expect somebody to not say something. Like you said, we're all grown to be on, on the show. You have to be 21. I may not be 40 years old like she was, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I own my own business. She probably didn't own her own business at the same age I did. So she can never like, I just didn't even like, like you said, how she came across was really like confrontational and she expected like us to bow down and I just felt like how in your right mind it's okay did you ever think that I would or any of the girls I think that some of the other girls were okay with it because they I guess they felt like the mentality of their elders but for me elders does not mean age yes that's a good point <laughs> so um I kind of thought of things differently and none of those girls really knew me like that so I think that that's why um most of the tasks that we did like hottie how she was like, when she got kicked out, she was like, oh, Larissa's not smart enough, not even knowing I was the reason you got kicked out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So none of them really knew like what I did before or anything. They they had, they just, I guess, uh, guessed or made up whatever they thought based on my attitude. That well, they, they underestimated you. Right. And I was just like, I just, I really hated Charm School. 
I yeah. really, really hated it. It looks like you did. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one, you look like you had a great time on Flavor of Love and yeah. you look like Charm School like completely sucked for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the thing that really, where I really felt for you was, I think it was after the, um, the debate, you were, you were seated at a table and she was just really laying into you. And that was the whole thing. I felt like, I felt like she had targeted you. Like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like you reminded her of like, the the girl that like her man cheated on her with or right, something like right. I, like she I I couldn't figure out why she just like had this vendetta against mm-hmm. you and so I remember at one point I was watching uh, I was watching you and I was really like watching your your expressions and she was just really going off on you and you were like why are you why are you always going off on me? Why are you picking on me is basically what you were saying. And you were like, you know, even when I do a good job and I present myself well and I do all the things that you're telling me to do and I do them, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you don't even, A, you don't even give me credit and B, you're still coming after me, giving me a hard time. And in fact, there's other girls over here that are like doing things worse and you're giving them a free pass mm-hmm. and coming at me. And I remember when she was just, she she goes into like her, her rants and it's like, I can tell she thinks she's doing tough love, but yeah. really she's just being an asshole. And, yeah. and I felt like you looked to me like you were almost about the point of tears, but not because you were sad or hurt, but because you were just pissed and you're yeah. so angry. I felt like you couldn't do anything about it. You just had to like sit there and take it. And she was wrong and you knew it, but you still had to sit there and take it. And I felt like I almost saw you at the point of tears. I think I was frustrated and felt set up. Yeah. I felt set up. I felt like, like you said, there's nothing that I can do why are we here? I felt like it was a waste of time, basically. Right. And like you said, I did feel targeted, didn't know why. And I was trying to give the true me, which is like the emotional side. And I'm a Scorpio. We don't show emotions to people that we don't trust. Right. So I gave that to see if that would get her more of like a clear understanding of her doing wrong, mm-hmm. you know? But she, like you said, it wouldn't do anything. And I felt like she's more of like a dysfunctional family. Like yeah. you said, the tough love thing. I'm not your family. I don't even know that you, you don't love us. So that didn't come <laughs> off right. right. But it's like a dysfunctional, toxic thing she was doing. Yes. You know, and yes. I just felt like that, nah, this is not. I just felt like, where are we going mm-hmm. with this? With Sharon and all the other people, I felt like everything was logical. Yes. Yeah. This wasn't logical. Like you said, there's nothing logical about it. She couldn't really explain, like you said, why are you doing these things? And I think the only thing she said was, oh, you remind me of myself. Well, that's dysfunctional because I heard you talk about your family and things. I ain't going to say what she talks about because that's personal. But people can go look at her interviews and things she's been through. But I feel like I'm not you. Mm-hmm. I didn't go through those things in my life. So you don't even know me. You know, like, so I maybe she meant my attitude, but I kind of feel like, like you said, maybe she saw something like, oh, somebody she didn't like or the girl she wanted to be. Yes, that very much could be You know well. what I mean? Yeah. Something. Because just- it had to be felt like she wanted to break your spirit. That was mm-hmm. like the overall feeling I got. And and that is not creating an environment of which positive change could happen. That's only going to create an environment of resistance. Right. You know, and so um, I, I really felt for you in that. And like for me, the, re- the way I survived charm school is I just— pretty much decided I wasn't going to win. So I'm just going to be like the the prankster the whole entire time. And and like mm-hmm. that way, I, I wasn't able, I was able to not take anything personally, you know, because I'm like, I'm just going to make it as far as I can and just, you know, put on a fun, good show and not take things personally. And I'm probably not going to win anyway. So, you know, that was kind of like, <laughs> that's how I, I played felt. it. Yeah. Especially so. with her doing that, I felt like, 
I'm not going to win this. Yeah. I'm, and I'm definitely not going to stand here. And that's what I said that they took out. I When I was standing there, and she, was, she asked me, well, why are you going home? I said, I'm going home because you're not going to attack me any further. You're not going to keep diminishing who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? You Especially have no clue TV. who I am. That's the other yeah. thing, too. To have somebody treat you like that and talk down to you like you're beneath them mm-hmm. on TV. That's like, a good word. That That's would the word. really bother me. That would yeah. really bother me. So I really felt for you in that. And then, and that's why I keep going back to like, you really kept it together because I know you are a strong woman. I know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And you kept that together. You're like, this is not the time and place for that. So right. you totally could have handled it in a different way and you wouldn't have been wrong, you know? Right. But you chose not to. And then the reunion show in particular, she actually like stepped in your face. She actually had her fist bald. That is So the way unreal. that, like let's say I'm her, the audience was here and I'm sitting. She had this right hand bald, but see, you guys couldn't see because the cameras were over here. So wow. she, per- that's why I got up. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, because I'm thinking, oh, we're about to fight. Yeah. Okay, let's go. But see, and that's why everybody was running. As you can see, all the commotion with the cameras, they they didn't know what was going on. But see, she lied. She said, oh, I, I told your mom to be here. You didn't even know my mom was sitting there. To go to like And you could tell by her like, facial expression. She you, didn't know. To go, to take it to your mom, that was the other thing too, because I know she did that with you. I know she did that with Shay as well. And like, uh-huh. why are you bringing up their mothers? Like what? This is ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, but your mom is such a badass and that like <laughs> just saved the day and every because what was and really and she got checked oh man and did you but see did you how see her face? she backed down <laughs> not not your mom but um, yeah, Monique Monique, did. Monique backed down so freaking fast and it was just so funny because that just goes to show that she was picking yeah but also like this isn't real for her like she was basically like bullying you and then if if that was how she really felt she would have been more direct with your mom but she like Uh man tail between the legs and everything (laughs) you know so I thought your mom was like just so cool and and but your mom also like handled it with class as well Mm -hmm. you know and I just Mm -hmm. thought that was like such an awesome mom move you know because I was pissed when she said well when are you gonna whoop her or something she said like, so when are you going to whoop her ass yeah, or something? Questioning your mother's so, yeah. skills. And in my head, I said, I wanted to say so much, but I said, let me not say anything because I'm really going to go off. But before that, when she was coming out and I told her she was fake, I think they aired that part, but I was saying so much, they cut a lot out. I was telling Monique, people don't know, she got kicked off of a flight before that reunion. Oh, and really? you're a charm school host talking about we need charm school. I felt I was I felt really betrayed by the producers at that point because I felt like we should have really had something of what the Bad Girls Club was, not charm school. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, I think that would have been what the fans would want because then we're already in the house. Um I feel like they had so much fun, even though they would do dumb stuff. But I feel like that's more appropriate for us. Yeah. Not charm school. I mean, it sounds funny or whatever, but like you said, Monique was so intense. It made it seem like, oh yeah, they are this. Oh yeah, she is a little girl. Oh yeah, Monique's so serious. Those are for all the followers who don't have their own mindset. Because even with the Laylene thing, this is what I tell people that pisses me off. When you watch that, the people that are logical... When when her picture frame got hidden, is that what you're talking about? No, the... um, When we got into it at the bar. Oh, right. Okay, yes. How she walked up to me and the first thing she brought up was my mom. Does your mom think this? But then everybody... Why is everybody bringing up moms? Right. Everybody tried to get on me for saying... Her kids. Well, do are your kids happy you strip on a pole? 
But that's the same thing she did. I yeah. just didn't have any kids at the time. So you're going to talk about my mom and talk about your kids. But I really wasn't talking about them. I brought it up at the, the same question you asked me. I asked you. But people online and a lot of people will say things like, oh, yeah, she was a bully. She was, how was I a bully? No, she tried to bully me and didn't succeed in that. Right. So don't get mad at me because I'm more powerful. She brought a freaking grenade. I brought a rocket launcher. <laughs> don't be mad because exactly. I'm more powerful than you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I knew the producers told her to do that and I don't I'm surprised she had the balls to do it that's why at first you see me pumpkin and I think I don't think it was hottie or somebody taking pictures I think you could see us taking pictures with some people in the bar and then she approaches me mm-hmm. and it's like and you see my face like I'm kind of laughing because we're drunk because I'm laughing because I know Laylene's so weak and I knew it was a setup because I saw the producer in the corner yeah and I'm just like okay what Here do you want <laughs> right like so let's get this over with and like just the way she did it I don't think she was expecting the comebacks well, you she wasn't ready. You don't you don't <laughs> poke the beast with a stick, right? Unless you want to get bitten. So, like that's just what's going to happen. I mean, I went through a similar thing with Dallas. Like, I gave Dallas a really hard time, mm-hmm. but the reason that even started is because Dallas started antagonizing me first. Dallas wasn't even on my radar at first. Right. But she came up and she started antagonizing me um, about my beliefs in animal rights. And so, mm-hmm. and that's something that's like personal for me that I right. care about, that I'm passionate about. So I was like, oh, you just did the wrong thing, bitch. You know? And so, and it's like, I'm sorry, like you did antagonize me first. I'm just, right. I'm just better at it than you are at, at that going head to head, you mm-hmm. know? So and it's not my fault. I, I crushed you with this. You Did know? they call you a bully? Yes. <laughs> See, and if they look up the definition, it's like they tried to be bullies and just didn't succeed. Don't be mad at us because we're, we're successful in defending ourselves. And they ran with their tail between their legs because Laylene, I was laughing because I couldn't believe she got that mad. And so it just made me laugh because it's like, I was so tipsy. I don't even remember what happened after the next day. And we're just laughing, but I knew I checked her, but I don't know what I said. But I was just mad. Like, don't ever talk about my mom. Like, you can say whatever you want to do. Don't talk about my family. Don't talk about... Because, you, like I said, we don't even know each other. Right. And then with the picture thing, people are like, oh, you stole. You stole. I didn't steal shit. That was... It's a, a tactic. Because if people remember, Hottie hid Crazy's dress. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, this is a season one against season two. Even though I wasn't friends with Crazy, I felt that way. Like, we need to all have our backs in season two and because they're having each other's back in season one. That's very valid. And I had Hottie on here actually a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and she she admitted that she was the prankster. You know, she mm-hmm. was very open about that, that she liked to, to, you know, to prank people and just kind of get everybody all riled up and that sort of thing. So right. I feel like that is just kind of, you guys just did it back to her. Right. So, but I feel like people people say I'm a thief or this and that. And I laugh at that because I'm like, you guys are so dumb. A thief keeps stuff. There's nothing (laughs) to keep the picture of her mother. And then what pissed me off at the reunion too that really made me mad with the producers is the fact that um, they sat there and was like, oh, do you think you owe Laylee an apology? I don't feel like I owe her apology. But when I found out her mother died, I only apologized because I didn't know her mother died. I don't even know you. And she knew that. So what pissed me off is you tried to play this narrative and she owed me an apology for acting as if I knew. She knew I didn't know that girl. And it don't matter to me because at the end of the day, you know, I don't know you. You don't know me. It had nothing to do with your mother. Mm -hmm. It had to do with you finding something and blaming it on Hottie. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with your mother. So she tried to twist it because I feel like really Laylene was threatened because she really wanted to win so bad, but she didn't have the balls. And the... 
I guess, strength to do it. She was too weak. All the mother girls would have devoured her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she knew that. So I think that she just wanted me to look like the villain so bad. Oh, let me make it look like she knew my mom died. Let me make it look like this. And that, and that's one thing I didn't like about the reunion. But because me and the other girl, Shay, was arguing back and forth, it was so hectic because this is the part that people don't get. When I was in the green room, they were like, oh, yeah, we're ready. The show's about to start. I didn't know they had already did the show. Because remember, I came out, I'm thinking the show's starting. No, them girls were already out there um, doing the show the whole time without me. So for me to walk in, it was so much going on. First of all, you had me in the back. No one could hear me. So when Shay was talking, you could hear her more than you could hear me. So it Mm -hmm. sounded like she was devouring me, which that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So I started yelling at them in the back because I'm like, why am I even back here? So it was so much going on. And they're like, oh, it's just because the safety of, you know, the cast, because last um, reunion, how I ran back on New York. So I'm like, oh, so this is a setup. Like, this ain't fair. She can't even hear me. They can't hear me. She has the main mic. You know, I'm going off. That's not fair. Yeah, Yeah, they can't hear me because Lala was like, we can't hear her. But her mic is so much louder. You get what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. devouring my voice. And I got pissed. Yeah. Like, you're not going to make me look crazy. Yeah. So I told them, I'm going to leave unless you put me on the stage. Because they weren't trying to put me on there. I said, let me tell you something. I said, as long as nobody touches me, I don't have a reason to jump on nobody. I right. said, New York, there was a reason to jump on her <laughs> at that reunion. Yeah. But I said, they were like, well, that's why we have security. I said, well, you need to let me say what I need to say. It's not fair. Everybody else, at least... Let me be on the stage without somebody if you feel like something's going to happen. But don't put me in the back where I'm walking. First of all, I'm walking in thinking we're all getting seated. They're already seated. I'm already pissed. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, okay, something don't seem right. Then she starts, I guess she starts going off. So I'm really pissed. Like, oh, they trying to set it up. Like everybody got the upper hand. Then Laylene said something. And then... I think like that said something in the background. I'm like, where does she come from? So you, yeah. people got to realize like once whatever I walked in on, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You sort of got blindsided. Right. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. Because like that was saying something about, oh, you did this. I don't give a F what you talking about. Because it's like I couldn't get everybody the way I wanted to get them because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I did say things here and there, but like I said, they didn't hear everything. Yeah, that's frustrating. Their mic was messed up in the back because it wasn't, like the space for mics and all that where I was. I'm like, you guys didn't set this up, right? We were arguing for a while. And then they finally said, no, just let her go because we don't want her to leave. They let her go on the stage. Okay. Yeah, because I told them I will leave because this is unfair. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and all I see is a screen of, of Shay on the stage. And then I'm like, so then I'm thinking, okay, she didn't win the show. What's going on? Oh, you guys want us to argue all you this. They didn't tell me any. Wow. They're sneaky. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, I'm with all of that, but I didn't like how they were talking and I didn't get to hear, at least let me watch in the green room. You guys acted like I was coming in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they said before this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I had I no clue what the whole reunion was about. Because remember, that was the end of the reunion when I came out. Yeah, so you were kind of walking into in the dark. You had like no idea. Right. So yeah, I mean, that completely makes sense to me. And that's like, it's such an unfair situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I know they love to do that, just kind of throw roadblocks and spike strips out, you know, at us, you know, just to make it more interesting, I guess, for them and for the audience. But yeah, it's, it's hard to navigate when the producers do things like that. Absolutely. And um Back to the uh, Laylene thing, I want to say one thing about the the bar scene. And mm-hmm. I, when I was watching that, I definitely feel, I mean, I, I like Laylene just based on what I've seen of her on the shows. I thought she was an interesting um, character. I did feel like she definitely like played the victim at times. And I felt like that whole moment 
that was that was the situation where afterwards she was in the parking lot and she was just like going off on a tear, right? Uh, I felt like she got triggered. Like just, mm-hmm. you know, like I I understand like nobody wants mm-hmm. to be called, I'm not, uh, I don't have kids, but I would imagine nobody wants to be called a, a bad mother, you know? But I definitely feel like she got triggered, you know, mm-hmm. because she took that so, so she did. hard. You and you know? know, I never told her she was a bad mother. That's how I know she was triggered. I never said you were a bad mother. I said, how do your kids feel like, feel about you stripping on a pole, bitch? That's what I said. <laughs> That's what exactly what I said. Yeah. And she said, girl, I'm gonna hit you. That's exactly what she said. So that was the wrong move. Cause I was, like you said, I was handling it fine. We could talk all day and argue. But when she said she was gonna hit me, Laylene, you're not going to hit me. You're going to be on this floor. And that's what I was screaming at her. (laughs) Don't try me in this bar like you're so tough. That's what made me mad. And you know how you're tipsy, so you're going to be extra. Of course. So I was so tipsy. But I'm like, is Laylene really trying? Like, talking about she's going to hit me? Yeah. Like, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. So I feel like she pulled the wrong card and she wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And like you said, she was triggered because I never said she was a bad mom. Now, maybe she felt like I insinuated it, but you insinuated that I wasn't a good daughter to my mother. Right, exactly. Like, like whatever I'm doing, when in actuality, what my point was is, like I said, they don't know me. I have businesses at way younger age while she out here thotting and bopping. I'm over here owning businesses that she has no clue about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in my head, it's like, how dare you judge me on whatever you think I am, some ghetto black girl, I guess, Mm. not even having a clue that, you know, when they came to my house, they were all shocked that it was a mansion because I didn't tell them anything. So it's like they all had whatever, you know, pre- conceived notions of me and I just felt like Leilene you have no clue who you're talking to Mm -hmm. like (laughs) have no clue like how I was raised or anything you're just looking from the outside you know looking in and I felt like and you're a stripper with children and you're trying to judge me yeah that's where I was coming from yeah like if we want to start judging well let's go because I know you're a stripper and you have kids that's all I knew about her right right so I threw it at her because all she knew is I had a mom but she didn't know nothing you know I think she just said that to make me mad but it ended up backfiring yeah absolutely (laughs) and that's the thing like if you're gonna if you're gonna dish it you gotta take it right you know especially if you're gonna dish it to a very strong type personality you know mm-hmm. so I completely I totally get it I totally get it so let's go back to flavor of love a little bit um so you as you said earlier you had seen all of season one or at least what had mm-hmm. aired at that point and so mm-hmm. so you had like a little bit of an idea of what to expect so did you did you like flavor flavor or did you did you like him just as a person did you like him romantically were you just gonna like feel it out and see what you thought or you know what, what were your thoughts on that for me I like peculiar guys. Yeah. So um, a lot of people be like, oh, do you like them? Do you like them? But I tell people all the time, the people that ask me that are ugly, like the people who judge us, like in the streets, like, oh, he's ugly, he's this. But I look at, and I tell them all the time, I say, well, you're ugly to me. Like, yeah. I'll just yeah. say stuff because my thing is, what if that. I do, like, I'm half the rappers now have beautiful wives and girlfriends, and they don't say nothing because they have money. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, don't be dumb. I said, let's say I did like them, you know? But to answer the question, I went in with, just expectations of having fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the producers did tell us or Flav told us, but one of them, it was probably Flav said, you know, he's not looking for a relationship. He just wants friendships, which was cool. So from, it was off camera, you know, mm-hmm. or they probably just didn't air that. Of course, they're not gonna air that part. So it's right. probably off camera or they just edited it out. But for, so for me, I'm cool with that because I have a lot of friends in the industry. So it's like, you know, that would be a nice connect, a nice friend to have, you know what I'm saying? Just as a friend, you yeah. know? So for me, that's how I looked at it. I just went with the flow and whatever happened, happened. Um, me and Flav actually went bowling like a month ago. Oh, really? Because so he lives here he lives in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. That's so awesome. So we're really cool to this day. 
And like, I just feel like it's sad that people look at people from the outside on their looks and don't it's realize like shitty. they may not be attractive to us and they'll think we're rude if we say that to them. Yeah, I will tell you that uh, one of the questions I got asked the most with Brett Michaels is everybody was like, tell me about his hair. Is his hair real? Is his hair real? Is he going bald? And everybody was like so ready to jump on him for, for that shit. And I'm like, you know what? That is such a sexist thing to say and a double standard because mm-hmm. we as women, it's totally acceptable to have weaves, to have extensions, mm-hmm. to have our hairs dyed, to have fake boobs, fake lips, fake eyelashes, fake nails. So, like that's mm-hmm. totally acceptable. But for, you know, to be, I mean, to be honest, I don't know what Brett Michaels' hair situation is. I think he's a good looking guy, but but that's not really the point. I think he said in an interview somewhere that he uh, he has extensions or whatever, but I'm like more power to him. Like what should he do? Like shave his head and just try to rock the bald, you know, because <laughs> he's losing some of his hair. Like I think that regardless of your gender, Mm-hmm. You should do whatever you feel is necessary, especially we're you know we're not getting any younger right. to do what makes us feel good. And and he's a good looking dude, and and um, he has this look of the blonde locks that he wants to keep. He wants to keep that look. Mm-hmm. And so I just always thought it was shitty that people were always want to rag on him and cut him down for like his hair or whatever, or with Flav with his looks. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you, Flavor Flav is. I love that man's personality. Mm-hmm. I love his personality. Mm-hmm. I think he's such a rad guy. He's such and a he's unique real. Person. And yeah. people don't realize we don't meet a lot of real people in this industry at all. That's true. Absolutely. You're totally right. So, and that happens all the time that that women fall in love with guys that maybe not, you know, a 10, you know, or whatever, but have a great personality. Like that's actually quite normal. Mm-hmm. Men are usually the ones that are a little bit more visual and like to have a beautiful woman. Uh, women are usually inclined to go for the guys that can make them laugh or have a great personality. Like right. that's pretty normal, you know? So I just feel like that's haters being haters, you know? Yeah. And then, like I said, or they kind of look, overlook the looks when they see these young rappers who aren't cute. So they respect them and don't say that about them. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing thing like to me almost all the rappers are ugly maybe there's probably a handful that are cute yeah and they have beautiful wives and girlfriends and nobody says anything i wouldn't even they have say money. i wouldn't even say it's exclusive to the hip-hop scene i would say rockers too like mm-hmm. all like these lead singers of bands and stuff same thing like i love corn jonathan davis is awesome he is not brad pitt by any means mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so he is not a good looking man but you know he's he has beautiful women and I think he's got a woman right now and and that's just how it is, you know? Right. But I'm sure he's got a great personality and he's mm-hmm. very talented and he's successful. So that's just right. how it works. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, I just think that's people, as I said, being haters, you know? Right. So, um, so let's, so, okay. So when you had New York show up, that was, I'm assuming a surprise. On Charm School or uh, uh, on, Flavor of Love? On Flavor of Love. You know, everybody thought it was going to be someone else. Mm-hmm. But I think I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you never met her before, but you had no, seen her on never show. met her. So were you like, holy shit, basically? I kind of, well, I was smirking when she came. To, everybody else was kind of like that. But I was smirking because I was like, oh, this is going to be a good show. You're like, here we go. Yeah, because I was ready. <laughs> Strap you know? in. <laughs> I was ready. I love it. I think that's so amazing. And... um yeah, I just, I've met New York a couple of times and I agree with you. I thought she was really sweet when she I, I just met her literally in passing. And, but both times I met her, she was just very, very polite and humble, mm-hmm. which was, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And I just really got a kick out of her on the shows. Like I thought she was so funny and, and entertaining. But yeah. I would imagine that if you are just seeing her for the first time and, and you don't know yet that that's, just kind of an act, you know, that's a character. I always say I like Tiffany. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yes. Because she is very sweet. Um, I saw her after charm school, and she was trying to be nice. But like where I'm from, I'm I don't think of it as a character. How you came at me, that's how it is. You mm-hmm. know. So she was talking to me at the party, but I kind of was like listening, but I kind of wasn't. I was kind of off of her because I kind of was like, I don't even like how you tried to play me. That was my whole mindset. Like, yeah. I don't like it. But she was trying to explain, like, you know. Um, she wanted the acting career. She wanted, that's what she wanted to do. And like I said, I didn't do any acting or anything. So I'm just coming from where I'm from. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know you. I just know what you came with and I didn't like it. But she was explaining to me and we ended up being cool and meeting at a couple of events. And I always speak to her to this day. I'm happy for her success. Oh, that's nice of of you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I got to say, one of the most amazing uh, Boots moments for me was at the reunion show for Flavor of Love. And that was just so insane to watch. Like all hell broke loose, like in slow motion though. And it started with with Delicious, who by the way, Mm -hmm. I was on I Love Money 3 with her, Uh which was the one that didn't air. Mm -hmm. I love Delicious. She's so great. I I ended up becoming friends with her on on that show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just thought she was amazing. But it was was interesting because back to like the whole, like I feel like the Yo Mama card keeps getting pulled on these things. And like, and like, you know, like I was, uh, I have admitted, I was a total asshole and very like mischievous on all my shows. I drove the other girls mad. But <laughs> the one place that I, and they all wanted to murder me while I was sleeping. But the one, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Um, but the one place I would never go is like to like rag on someone's mom, you know? And so when she did that, I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then watching Delicious, like she was just fuming sitting in her chair Mm -hmm. and then it was just so crazy because I just remember watching that unfold and like she gets up and starts approaching the stage and then you know New York is still taunting and then like just one by one security was gonna hold her back yeah and then it was just like all of the girls at the same time it was just so (laughs) crazy because like the the like not only all the security guys but all the producers like anybody who's anybody was like all hands on deck they weren't ready and they were like grabbing everybody and what was so amazing was I remember watching you go up at one point and they were trying to hold you back and then the camera like focused on someone else and you did this like insane like Jerry Rice like wide receiver move <laughs> where you just somehow like zigzagged your way like at 60 miles mm-hmm. per hour past like five security guys that were like the size of refrigerators <laughs> and made it to the backstage. I was like, oh my God, go Boots, go, 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 you can do it. <laughs> because they were trying to kick us out. Yeah. So I knew once the lady had turned her head and they were trying to say, yeah, get Boots, she was trying to hear what they were saying. So she was like, who, Boots? And right then I just jetted off because I knew at that point they were like, oh, she's about to leave. They weren't paying attention. They didn't know I was about to go run back there. I said, oh, this is my perfect chance. Like, I'm going to go just run. That was amazing. So how soon did you see New York outside of the shows after all of that? When was the first time you saw her outside of the shows? Hmm. I want to say maybe a couple of weeks after that because it was a Hollywood party I think Flay was there I think it was one of those little rinky dink reality show award things but it was before they got it together okay so it was like at uh I think this place, it was on Kawanga somewhere in Hollywood. But it was one of those little small places that where a club was. And I don't think they had it all put together. So it was kind of like an after party. 
Was it that day her and Pumpkin were kissing? I think it was when her and Pumpkin got that <laughs> yeah, award. I, that. I think it was, was then. Great. That was amazing. So was it when you saw her outside of that environment, was it immediately like, all right, we're just going to po- both put our swords down? No. Or, no. So I you was were just talking, like, you started this why out are by you saying, talking to me? <laughs> okay, yeah. You started this whole conversation out by saying some crazy stuff happened mm-hmm. at those parties. Oh, um, oh, so many things happened. I wish Instagram, it would have been, <laughs> but I kind of happy it didn't because there was... Um, there was a time at one of the executive parties where I got so wasted. I passed out on the floor. Um, Safari, you know, that's my girl. Her and one of our gay friends had to carry me. I guess the producers gave her money for a cab to take me to her house. But she told me in the midst of that, I was on the floor um, laying there and everybody was just surrounding me. Yeah. And she said that Monique's people were trying to take pictures of me. That is dirty. Are you serious? That is so low. Wow. <laughs> and so wow. so I didn't eat all day. And you know, we're young. Damn. It was open bar. So I didn't eat all day because it was supposed to be like a dinner and open bar. Oh, girl, you don't have to explain to me. Yes. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've been up in the same position. Yes. So, so I drank way too much. Passed out, but Safari's my girl, so I don't know what she was doing, but she came in on wondering what everybody was looking at in the circle. It was me on the floor, and she claimed that Monique's people were trying to take pictures, and she told them, you take a fucking picture, I'm breaking your fucking phone. Good for her. And so that's when she um, got me and took me with our gay friend and... um, took me to her house. That's awesome. What a good mm. friend. What a good friend. Mm. You know, I had Goldie on here um, a few, about a month ago. And I remember everybody was like, oh, Monique, that's so cool. Because she was saying that she was going to take Goldie out because Goldie was an aspiring comedian as well. <laughs> and like, she just, just ghosted her, like totally ghosted her. And so she, I felt like Monique was like putting it out there of like, oh, I'm such a great person. I'm going to do this thing for Goldie. And like, I think Goldie is amazing. Like how, like what person the world wouldn't want to, you know, be Goldie's friend or like do something nice for she her. She is nice. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a great woman. And so the fact that that Monique just like didn't follow through with her promise and I'm sure I would imagine, I mean, Goldie, she didn't really like go off on it too much because you know how she is. She's just like, doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. But just my perspective was like, you know, that's shitty. Like you don't get someone's hopes up, you know, and get them Monique excited does. about something. I feel like Monique is not a good person. People always feel like it has to do with the show, but there's more behind the scenes. Like I tell people, so I'm going to say it here. Um, There was a particular situation where my publicist told me there was a celebrity like spa day thing event and I wanted to go. And she said, oh, we have a problem. I was like, what? So my publicist was like, yeah, Monique said if you go, she's not going. And because, you know, because Monique was a bigger, you know, actress at the time, of course, they're going to pick her. So I couldn't go to the event. So she basically blacklisted me telling people if I go this and that. And I tell people, all the time people ask me like now like what do you think about what's going on with her I think that that's karma because you've been blacklisting people it's it's not just me there's people that she's done things to because she thought because she won that Oscar oh I'm on top but no because God will always stop all those blessings because you do people dirty for no reason right no reason like you said with Goldie I heard that story that she was supposed to have her somewhere and didn't come through then you treat me like that on the show then for you to say it wasn't even that serious for you to say, oh, if Larissa's there, I'm not going. Right. But since we're blacklisting, 
you know, let's put it out there. That's yeah. why I don't really care what's going on with her. Right. I feel like this is what she deserves because this is what you do to people. So why shouldn't it happen to you except for it's, it happened tenfold? Because she really thought, oh, I won this Oscar. I'm this and that. No, all those accolades that you got were, are gone. People are laughing at you. And what I tell people is crazy. And this is something that God does is every single thing that happened on Charm School, if you think about it, what did they do? They were calling me a little girl. Whatever she called me, now she's the laughing stock. Mm-hmm. They were laughing at me, not listening to me. They're yeah. not listening to her now. Right. So everything she did to me is happening to her. No one's listening to her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nobody. Absolutely. I and mean, then I've heard other actresses, A-list actresses say she's done bad things to them. Well, it's she. it only makes sense because if she treated you that way for seemingly no reason and with Goldie's like, you know, do her wrong, basically lie to her, get her hopes up. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, she's to so use her like a lap dog, to, like you said, to make it seem like she was um, this nice person doing things, right? Like promotion. Let me promote yeah. it and then I do it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that to me, clearly, this is just a pattern. This is how yeah. she is, and and I would easily believe that she does this to other people as well. But yeah, I definitely got the vibe. I mean, something deeper is going on. Mm-hmm. Like she felt threatened by you or something. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just too weird to me. But um, uh, unfortunately, we got to wrap this up because we're out of time. But before we go, I want to talk about all the amazing stuff that you've got going on in your life because I know you've got uh, your hair that you're doing mm-hmm. and you've got a line coming out. Is yes, that right? I have a hairline coming out. Um, Indian hair. It's raw Indian hair is like literally no process hair oh wow and that's actually the hair I wore on Flavor Love people have asked me about so um, I'm right now putting it together I'm waiting for all of my names to be solidified so I haven't said the name yet because of that Mm -hmm. so I'll have it on my Instagram at Larissa the one um, so everybody can you know keep checking that out once I actually get my name solidified because I don't want anybody stealing my name. Of course. Yeah, you got to do the whole, like, you know, copyright, trademark, all Right, because people so. do so much crazy stuff on Instagram now. Yeah. I, I said, this time, I'm not going to say anything, and I'm just going to, you know, get all the names solidified before I say anything. That's smart. <laughs> Very smart woman. Right. I love it. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy you. for you. And you look fantastic. And Thanks. so, as you said, people can find you on Instagram as the best mm-hmm. place. At, at Larissa the One. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on my thank podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. And now that I know that you live here, as soon as we're done with all of this crazy pandemic stuff, mm-hmm. we should definitely like go grab a drink or something we like should. that. We should. Yeah. <laughs> all right, girl. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. That was awesome. I am so, so grateful that Larissa came in and sat down for an interview. She is amazing. And like, oh my God, that was just so eye-opening. I I feel like we could have gone for like three more hours. But um, anyway, so thank you guys again for tuning in. I really appreciate your continued support in the podcast. And oh, I have something new to offer you guys. So as you all know, every week I always talk about the contributors, but I actually have something for all of you who don't necessarily want to become a monthly contributor, but just like want a one-time cool thing. So I keep talking about the reaction videos. And I actually just finished doing all of the reaction videos for the entire first season of Rock of Love. And I'm actually moving on to Charm School now. So the people who are monthly contributors, they get to see all those every week. But if you want the whole entire Rock of Love season, my reaction videos just in one lump sum, so you can do like your binge watching or whatever, but you don't have to be a monthly contributor, you can do that now. So for $25, which is about the same if you were going to buy the DVD or whatever, but you get my commentary on everything. Basically, you're getting to watch Rock of Love with me. So for $25, if you go to the website, www.talkoflove.net slash reaction videos, go there and there you can place your order for the whole season. 
of which you will get my commentary as well. And uh, you can pay with not only PayPal, but also Venmo and Cash App. So $25 one-time fee and you'll get the whole season. So go check that out when you guys get a chance. And uh, otherwise, if you like the podcast, please make sure to subscribe to the Talk of Love YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up and be sure to share with your friends. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. You're awesome. Appreciate your support and don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys.